Howdy folks, when you're sitting there sipping your morning cup of joe, you ever wonder where your coffee comes from and where your money goes? Free Lunch Coffee offers organic Arabica medium dark roast coffees. Your purchase guarantees that family-owned coffee farms in Peru receive a fair trade price for their beans, helping to protect their livelihoods against drought, flooding, and traders looking to exploit their hard work for wealth. And speaking of wealth, Free Lunch Coffee doesn't hoard its profits like many a mainstream coffee chain does. In fact, for every bag of beans you purchase, Free Lunch Coffee donates 10 meals to starving children in schools of South Africa, or 50% of their profit, whichever of the two provides the most. And that's 10 meals for every bag of coffee you buy, not every total purchase. So the more bags of smooth, fair trade coffee you get, the more food the children receive. Free Lunch Coffee also comes with a 100% money back guarantee for 30 days. So, while you've got nothing to lose, hungry kids and Peruvian farmers got everything to gain. With taste notes of rich chocolate, honey, and black tea, you can start your morning knowing that your good deeds come with great flavor. Over 2,000 meals have been provided so far with a goal of reaching 5,100 meals by March 2021. So, join in a good cause providing fair trade to farmers and feeding children in need by grabbing a bag of beans from FreeLunchCoffee.com. That's FreeLunchCoffee.com. And use the promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. It'll wake you up in more ways than one. And now, on with the show. Howdy folks, welcome to the tailgate. For those of you just joining us, we're on a road trip across America to uncover the mysteries behind tall tales, fairy tales, folk tales, fish tales, and urban legends, one interview at a time. Instead of a lot of money, we inherited a truck from our late Granny <laughs> May and discovered that the crystal hanging off the rearview mirror is more than just decorative. It's a thousand pendulum, leading us to the good folks behind the tales we all grew up with. With that, I'm Harrison, the Florida man. And I'm Aaron, the cheesehead. And today we are sitting idle in the truck on the middle of the road. And not just any road, but Nash Road in the state of Mississippi. But before we get down to business, what we drinking today, cheesehead? Uh, actually, I've gone straight. Wow, wait, really? Yeah. Straight to the liquor store for some Mississippi mud. Hell yeah! I love Mississippi mud, man. Give me yeah. some of that. It's a black and tan top, by though. Mississippi Brewing Company, sold in one quart moonshine jugs. Yeah, man, they're reusable little cute little jugs, little screw-on cap. Plus, it got a cute little gator on the label too. Yeah, too bad this beer is going to be on hold for the time being. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're actually sitting idle in the truck in the middle of the road. Not just any road. But Nash Road, home of the three-legged lady. It like she's an articulate tripod or just carries around a spare leg for some reason? Well, that all depends on who you ask, but mm. we're about to find out ourselves. All right. So, one more time. All right. Break the truck. Oh, by the way, we've been seeing the truck an awful lot, so if any listeners want to suggest a good name for the old girl, just shoot us an email at the tailgatepodcast at gmail.com 
or drop a comment on our Instagram at the Tailgate Podcast. Alrighty then, I break the truck. What's next? Alright, now you cut the lights. Cut the lights. Gotcha. And now it's dark as absolute fuck. This place gives me the creeps. What, an abandoned old road by an old scorched piece of land? No, just Mississippi in general. Man, that's fair. Alright, all you gotta do now is honk three times. You, uh... You see her anywhere, she said? Sure don't. It's like literally pitch black out there. Should I honk a fourth time? Yeah, let's get ahead. Go ahead and uh, honk it a fourth time. Oh, oh shit! Oh my god! Jesus! Ford! Go, go, go! Okay! Oh god, she's racing after us! How is she even keeping up with the truck? Probably with the added boost of her third leg. Hell if I know! Why is a slow truck? Yeah. Oh man! Not another one! Oh! Whoa, hang on a darn tootin' minute. I think she finally stopped. Yeah, well, she's just kind of standing there looking at us from what I can tell in the rear view. Well, yeah, stop the truck. Reckon uh, that's our cue to get out and meet the lady. I'll grab the mud. Uh, howdy, ma'am. Hey, how y'all doing? Golly, where's all their teeth? Probably meth. What is it with you southerners and everything being about meth? <laughs> well, that's cheaper than coke, I reckon. Oh, I just love Coke. Well, that answers that. You know, the bubbly drink. See, she ain't mean the drug. The one infused with cocaine, just so we're clear. Gots okay. them medicinal properties. Ah, <laughs> uh, so like Coca-Cola, gotcha. Coca-Cola, sure. Pepsi, Moxie, Sarsaparilla, Dr. Pepper. No, wait, you specifically said Coke. Now you're just naming every soda. Well, in fairness, that is kind of a southern thing. Wait, seriously? You don't just say pop or soda when referring to carbonated soft drinks? No, mostly we just call all them drinks Cokes down here. Well, what if you actually want a Coke, though? Man, Coca-Cola? With peanuts in the bottle if you want to get fancy. Fancy? Peanuts in your Coke bottle? Now I'm just confused. Confused about what? Oh, God. (laughs) The, The peanut thing. In fact, the South seems to do all kinds of strange things with peanuts, dropping them in their pop bottles, boiling them. Heck, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised you folks straight up ground them to dust and snorted the peanuts. Overrated, if you ask me. That's true. Really, Florida man? Well, I mean, I ain't speaking from experience or nothing, but, you know, anyway, uh, you care to chat with us over a beer or two, miss? Oh, bless your heart. Would, but I can't leave Nash Road, you see. My spirit is bound to it, and and I chased y'all plumb across the border there into the next street over. Any chance of y'all backing up a ways for me? I mean, it's only a couple feet off, but uh, I reckon that all depends on whether or not you plan on killing us. Heavens to Betsy, young man. I am a woman of God. I wouldn't hurt a fly, unless that fly happens to be my no-good-cheating-oath-breaking son-of-bitch husband running around with that coochie-peddling Jezebel! 
Yikes. Well, I mean, I'm a husband, but sure weren't your hand I took. And I don't even think we know anybody named Jezebel. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Not me, anyway. No. Check our yearbooks. <laughs> All right, miss. Just hold on tight. Well, uh, we'll back up the truck for you. We will? Well, we got to get the interview done, don't we? No. No. No, we don't. This podcast is entirely recreational. Ah, we're going to be fine. God, where have I heard you say that before? Heard what? Oh. Oh. Uh, sorry, I just keep forgetting that you can phase in and out like that, you know, like like a horror film. Uh, heard nothing at all. We just backed up for you there. Hey, Florida man, you mind fishing out to Silver Platters to place our heads on while we're at it? Mighty kind of you gentlemen to join me after I chased you all that way. <laughs> no problem. We love being scared out of our gourds while driving through the incessant blackness of night and... and... Where even are we? Uh, we're in Columbus, Mississippi, I think. No place better. Well, I'm pretty sure any place outside of Mississippi is better, but I digress. Columbus, Mississippi ain't a town to scoff at. It happens to be part of the Golden Triangle, which consists of Columbus, of course, West Point, and Starkville. The Golden Triangle? Isn't that the artifact thingy from The Legend of Zelda? Oh, no, no, no. That, I mean, that's the Triforce you're thinking about. Oh, well, excuse me, princess. Got a funny story about Columbus, if you gentlemen care to hear it. I'll take something funny over being chased by toothless spirits any day. I still got teeth. You do? Well, sure I do. I, I got three of them back there somewhere. Well, it matches the number of legs you got, for that matter. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, about that funny story. Yeah, oh, yeah, tell us more about that. Right. Y'all are in for a treat. So, the land you sit in, Columbus, has a fascinating history. Was once even named after a vile rodent. Can't imagine why. Possum Town, because we got so many of them. This town was formerly named Columbus, Alabama. Wait, wait, Alabama? Possum Town? Told you boys it was funny, didn't I? And yeah, this charming little town here was known by the Choctaw as Possum Town. Settlers took a liking to the name and it's still a beloved nickname to this day. <laughs> well, probably because it's filled with people like you. Folks who would rather play dead than stay dead. Oh, cheesehead. Yes. So you said this is part of Alabama? For a time, it was thought to be. Things weren't so sophisticated here back then. Mm, back then? Oh, come on, dude. Columbus was only founded in 1819, while Mississippi itself only gained statehood two years earlier in 1817. The territory was new. Honest mistake. I'm thinking on it. Man, a place called Possum Town being accidentally mapped in Alabama is kind of funny. Yeah, it is funny. I'll give you that. Town also served as a hospital during the Civil War when lives were lost here by the thousands. Decidedly less funny. Well, enough about the town, interesting as that all is. Uh, when did you arrive in Columbus, Miss... Uh, I don't know, Miss Lady of the... What, what exactly is your name, you mommy asking? It's Lady... 
Right, right, yeah, Lady Nash Road. Yeah, I get that, but like your given name. Like I'm telling you, it's Lady. The name my mama gave me at birth. Hmm. Ah, as in Lady, like in the beloved 1955 Walt Disney animated classic, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, there was a tramp, all right. That horse-faced hussy done slept with my husband. No, 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 no. Tramp, okay, so Tramp in the movie is actually a a boy dog uh, in the cartoon. Lady is a girl dog. Ah, a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, technically ain't wrong. Uh, Cocker Spaniel be more specific. Just like that mangy, flea-bitten, cocker-loving bitch done stole my husband. No, no, no. Very different lady. You know, not to pry, but I can't help but notice from your numerous psychotic outbreaks that your husband cheated on you with another woman. First off, I am terribly sorry to hear that. Secondly, have you considered therapy? Saw a therapist. I saw a a therapist. I saw a therapist. I looked at him. He looked at me. (laughs) Told me to exercise more to improve my mental health. Obviously. What you think I've been racing down this road for all these years? Oh, shit. Oh, so you mean you deliberately chase people down Nash Road as like a coping mechanism? Exactly as the doctor ordered. Oh, and how's that been working out for you? Well, as you see here, I'm sharp as a tack and fit as a fiddle. So, it's gotta be helping me somehow. Sharp as a tack, huh? Excuse me? Ah, jeez, God, was that out loud? Yeah, I gotta work on that. Anyway, we did a little research before coming here for some insight behind the infamous tree-legged lady of Nash Road. Yeah, and we found that Nash Road is just a Hogan Street and Hall Avenue shy of the NWO. What is that? Is that a wrestling joke? Yeah, brother. <laughs> Cream it a crop. Oh, the world needs more bright young men like you gentlemen. All learned and whatnot. If men like y'all were around back in my days, I may have married you instead of the man who ran out on me with that rooker stench two-time and tart. Oh, crepes, lady, you're turning red. Am I now? <laughs> oh, shoot, give me a minute. Well, Jim, is did our guest just sprint on down the road like someone set her britches on fire? It sure does appear that way. I'm gonna need more beer. I'm gonna need three if this keeps up. I'm back! Whoa! Man, you back like you left something? Yeah, her sanity. Sanity? Shoot, I, I'm finer than a frog's hair. Frogs don't have... Whatever. Let's just rip this band-aid off. Our research uncovered two variant stories of your tale. As one story goes, you're the wife of an impoverished farmer, either trying to seek a better life for yourself or perhaps out of sheer boredom. You began an ongoing affair with a Civil War veteran you met while Columbus was still operating as a hospital town. Uh, I'm guessing y'all's little fling didn't go as planned. Hey, you're guessing right, unless their plans were meant to end in a grotesque murder. Story goes that your husband, in a fit of jealous rage, killed the vet and dragged his lifeless corpse right off the Nash Road Bridge. Only, instead of dropping into the water below in one piece, the war vet got his legs snapped on the bridge supports on the way down, separating the limb from his body. 
That's just nasty. So, I'm the Jezebel in this story? Yeah, sure seems that way. According to this tale, you retrieved your lover's leg and sewed it onto your own body before slaughtering your husband to avenge him. You apparently haunted the church where they held the veteran's funeral. But I ain't seen no house of God around here no more. You reckon it's uh, long gone by now? <laughs> well, that's alarming. Yeah, I'm gonna try to scooch back on this side of the road border. There used to be a church, all right. <laughs> and why are you smiling like that when you say it? Want to hear another funny story? Well, yeah, like like Possum Town funny? Sure, yeah, why not? I mean, anything to break up this tension. Once upon a time, near this very road, there lived a poor farmer and his ever-devoted wife. Despite all she'd done for him, he started seeing a younger girl in town in secret. Said he was just riding out for supplies, but... His trips into town became more and more regular. Intimacy with his wife grew cold as winter frost. God, don't I know the feeling. Rumors started floating around town. The little hens at church would cluck amongst each other, only paying me a scrutinous eye when I'd pass them. They'd get what was coming to them soon enough, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't a damn thing foreboding about the way you said that. Not at all. Mm-mm. Well, with wicked rumors on the wind, curiosity got the best of this old cat. Followed my husband into town to see for myself after claiming he just needed a run to the general store. Only to find out he was telling the truth about the general store and you both lived happily ever after. Oh, I did find him at the general store. Oh, jeez, isn't that a pleasant twist. For a second there, I thought you were going to say... Because he was sleeping with that Jezebel who, in general, stored my husband's crooked custard launcher right up her muff. What? <laughs> custard launcher? Ugh. I gotta remember that one. Ugh, dare I ask, what happened next? I rode back home, unbeknownst to my husband, and whipped him a dinner fit for a king. Oh, well, isn't that lovely? Did I say king? I meant emperor. <laughs> oh, even lovelier. More specifically, Emperor Charles the Sixth. Oh, the loveliest. No, cheesehead. Hmm? Charles the Sixth. He's a Holy Roman Emperor ruling Austrian territories back in the 17th, 18th centuries. And he died after a meal of death cat mushrooms. Oh, good. Things just got real dark. After my man sank his teeth into my special home cooking, I asked his forgiveness while he clawed at his throat. <laughs> well, how's he going to answer you, though, if, if, if his throat swells shut? Yeah, I didn't really think that through. Anyway, well, I watched the love of my life turn blue, gasping like a sad shad out the creek. And I whispered gently into his ear, Till death do we part. Jeez, lady, you're like straight out of a horror story. Horror story? 
This is a tender tale of love, not horror. Of unadulterated devotion. Of a woman bound by her oath to the heavens to keep faith in her family and never to part. You did part, though. You literally forced him to depart. Uh, Yeah, that was my fault. Uh, Again, didn't really think that one through. (laughs) Sharp as a tack and fit as a fiddle, she says. Anyway, I I went into a fit after killing him. Had I done wrong by him and God? Probably. Uh, We couldn't (laughs) be together if he ran off with Red Light Rhonda. Nor could we be together if he left this world into the next. So I did the only reasonable thing left to keep us together. I think I know where this is going. I hacked off his leg and stitched it to my hip. That way, we stand together for eternity. (laughs) Yep. God, jeez. So that's how you got your third leg there. Exactly. The leg stayed with me, but I buried the rest of the lion bastard in the cemetery up the road a ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we saw that scorched patch of land back there. Clear foliage. Uh, you reckon that's where the church once stood? You reckoned right. Only the same clucking hens who were always in the know about his infidelity, who had the audacity to judge me for his misdeeds. <laughs> They were the first to accuse me of murder once his absence was no longer pacified by my excuses. (laughs) What kind of excuses? I'd say he was sick, but they'd ask why the doctor never saw him. I'd say he was injured by one of the draft animals, but they'd ask why I wouldn't let them swing by for prayer. My line came to a head when I overheard the preacher's wife conspiring to charge me for first-degree murder. Well, that sounds like a guaranteed death sentence right there. For a crime you most certainly did commit. That's true. They had every right to accuse you of murder. Couldn't have that. So, I had only one option left to me. Come clean and beg forgiveness. (laughs) Good on (laughs) you. You're funny. No. I locked the church shut during next Sunday service and burned them all alive. (laughs) Damn! I did ask for forgiveness from behind the smoking, billowing single exit door, which I had properly bolted shut. But I don't think they heard me. Again. Hmm. Let me guess. You didn't think it true. <laughs> uh, nope. Silly me. One might say I was a hot mess. <laughs> but not as hot a mess as them Hens that were burning in the church house. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Oh, wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure sorry. we should a premeditated acts of grand arson. Yeah, probably. You're right. You're right. Well, you know, I did actually read something about the restless spirits of them churchgoers said to haunt this area. If I remember correctly, same passage mentioned that the three-legged lady in Ash Road was said to kill anyone who trespassed on the church grounds. <laughs> Busted. (laughs) You gentlemen didn't trespass there, however, so you're safe for now. (laughs) Okay. I know you're giggling to soften the threat, but 
It's only making you sound like 110% more creepy. 110%, yeah. Well, while the spiteful spirits of the church folk and the pyromaniacs seem to be real enough, some reports have been known to mistake innocent people for you. Uh, Is that right? Yes. As a matter of fact, it happens all the time. Well, one such tale I heard was that a girl born of grave deformities, where her organs would protrude and hang to the point of kind of looking like a third leg, was mistaken for you. Her story ends, too, by burning down the church to cinders. Uh, Only, she said to haunt the church grounds, but not Nash Road, like, as a whole. Ah, that just Mm. sounds like some freaky embellishments of my original story. That's probably true. As if your story isn't horrific enough... I read an account from a student of the Mississippi School for Mathematics and Science, a local high school, that the former church lot is a local parody spot for teens. They claimed these rapscallions were known to play pranks along this road and nearby areas. Oh, yes. Those good-for-nothing hoodlums party out there all the time. As a spirit, I can only physically endanger those who are easily spooked or believe strongly enough in the paranormal. Unfortunately, these teenagers are too inebriated to notice me running at them, and they were left completely unpunished. Lucky them. The saddest mislabeled culprit behind my alleged sightings was just a woman who happened to be a lesbian. Cast from society for her sexuality, she ended up living along Nash Road for a spell. Poor thing. Poor thing indeed. I hope she found peace before long. Well, not to switch gears, but believe it or not, the symbolism of tree legs stretches globally as far back as ancient Greece. One such example is the Trinacria, a tri-legged head of Medusa on the Sicilian flag. And while this may seem a strange choice of national mascot, uh, Medusa is actually known in some myths to fight evil instead of, uh, you know, personifying it. Correct. Then there is the matter of the tree legs themselves. It was symbolic by design, representing the three promontories of Sicily, Cape Pelorus, Cape Passero, and Cape Lilibeo. Uh, the the milling rotation of uh, the legs in ancient Greece also symbolized the rotations in nature, be it the cycle of seasons or even the cycle of life and death. Life and death. That's some symbolism I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, we had no doubts about that one. None whatsoever. So Sicily ain't the only flag which sports three legs on it. I met two pilots from the Isle of Man, which is a part of Britain, little island. Uh, their flag was that of a pinwheel of big old muscular armored legs with golden spurs at the heel. And I asked what the meaning of it was, and they told me it represented the idea of always landing on your feet no matter the fall. Oh, that's a nice sentiment. Yeah. Beyond flags, I saw a museum in Seattle called Jones Fantastic Museums. Man. Bit of a more like a menagerie, really. Uh, features a lot of the old-timey dime machines, sideshow attractions, and other things like that. One of the attractions is a three-legged lady. We talked about how some of the, the natural mutations like this got you labeled freak or fantastic. Well, I guess that one's pretty good. Fantastic. All things that people would toss a coin at during uh, traveling sideshows. So you're calling me a freak? Ain't fantastic. Would a freak murder her own husband and conjoin his leg to her hip to be together forever while burning the church folk alive for doubting my strength as a loving and supporting wife? Well, to be fair, 
It looks like it's your husband supporting you, considering it's his leg you're standing on. Hey. Oh, I can do a whole lot more than stand on it. Watch this. <laughs> Wait, are those tap dance shoes? You know it. How about this little ditty? Aren't you like centuries old? How do you even know what tap dancing is? There was a group of teens stopped at the church lot on their way to tap recital recently. Reckon their side hustle was a ghost hunting the way they talked into their devices. And they had the moment to teach you to tap dance and donate seemingly brand new pair of expensive tap shoes to you? Yeah, I don't know about a pair of shoes. She's wearing three of them, the third of which looks large enough to fit Wiley Coyote. My own feet are dainty things. But my husband had feet the length of a wheelbarrow, and you know what they say about foot size. That big D! Big D, shoes. D, D. It requires big shoes. Right, yeah, that is. So, of course, I had to borrow this one from a boy's corpse. Whoa, 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 corpse? Did I not make it clear that I kill anyone investigating the church house? No, no, yeah, you did. Hey, what's up, guys? Wait a second, you're you're missing a shoe. Are are you the ghost belonging to that third tap shoe she's got over there? (laughs) Yeah, that's me. And you're just kind of hanging around the same spirit who murdered you in cold blood? Where else am I supposed to go? Plus, show them what I taught you, lady. Okay. <laughs> a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Uh. Wow. Doing a mighty fine job there. Yeah, you can say that. Told you, lady. You're killing it. Killing it. Oh. Uh, lo- lovely tap dancing, Miss Miss Lady, but. I think it's time Cheesehead and I uh, tapped out as well. Yeah, we got a big day tomorrow. Gotta wake up early to make the continental breakfast hours, so, uh you know. But the party's just getting started. (laughs) Florida man, who are they? Uh, I think that one's Red Light Rhonda. Yeah, these are the spirits, definitely... You disappeared to them folks you killed over the centuries. Join, Join us. Uh, nope. What you doing on that no, no, road? No, no. Get to the truck. Get to the truck. I'm going. I'm going. What you doing on that road? Come back and join us on that. Over my dead body, lady. That was the plan, sugar. No. Oh. Uh. All right, peel out. Peel out. Well. That sure was something, wasn't it? Bye-bye. That was something, all right. Man, that lady was straight up bonkers. Yeah, she was top-shelf nightmare fuel. And how about we lay off interviewing Creepy Ghost for a spell? Agreed. Yeah, plus by our next episode, we'll cross into New Orleans, Louisiana. Ugh, great. Nothing spooky about that at all. Mm-mm. Well, folks, that about wraps it up. Shoot us an email at tailgatepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram, tailgatepodcast, for photos. Cast info, updates, and more. 
be sure to tune in again in two weeks for our next episode. In the meantime, feel free to email us some eye bleach. Seriously, pictures of your puppies, kittens, anything cool and cuddly. Preferably things alive and without crassly stitched third appendages. Yep, yep. And uh, we'll even feature your eye bleach on our Instagram. So take pictures of your pets and the like. And, uh, you know, get descended. But for now, see you later, tailgaters. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Tailgate Podcast. The three-legged lady of Nash Road is voiced by Diana Arnold. You can follow her on Instagram at Diana Lee Arnold and check out her website, DianaLeeArnold.com. Dave the Ghost is played by Tim Arnold. Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You can check him out on his YouTube channel, So Can You. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Theme song is performed by Matt Jones. This episode is written by Harrison Foreman and edited by Aaron Sherry.